0: He looks good, huh? Mm-hmm. He seems like he's doing well out there, nannying and uh, tutoring. He's he likes it. Yeah. And fighting in a cage. <laughs> yeah, what? How do you feel when you watch those fights as a mother? <laughs> what um, goes through your
1: mind? Well, I don't watch them until they're over, for mm-hmm. one thing. And, like, even when he was wrestling in um, high school, Steve Young would love to sit behind us because he'd laugh at me because there's the wrestling mat. I'm in the bleachers next to John, and I'm... <laughs> <laughs> and John is play by play he's
0: telling you yeah you're, you're facing the wall yep that's funny
1: yeah um, so I watch them after when I know that he's not injured and, right. or how badly he's injured and is not life threatening right um and I'm kind of more evaluative you know mm-hmm. okay what's going
0: on here. Mm -hmm. Right. It doesn't
1: look like he's hitting him that hard in the kidney.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can be that way once you're removed from it and know that it's over. Okay. All right. You ready? Want to get started? Sure. Hello and welcome to The Shakedown. I'm your host, Tyler Mertens. And with me, I have Wendy Blevins. Hello. Hi, Tyler. (laughs) Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. And hosting and making these milkshake slushies... Smoothies—I don't know what to call them.
1: I'll get them better.
0: Yeah. Well, you want to let me? Let's uh talk about what's in them.
1: Uh, almond milk. All right. Coffee. Mhm. Frozen berry mix. Mhm.
0: And a chocolate. It's the good stuff too. That almond chocolate. bar. What, what, what was that? That was like that's some high quality chocolate. It's not a Hershey bar.
1: Whatever John brought home for me to put me in a good mood. <laughs> All right. See, that's how you know it's the
0: good stuff. And it, it came out uh, kind of purple. I wasn't expecting that, but that's the berries. Yes, uh, but it, it's, it's a nice good. shade of purple. Yeah, it's a nice I dark. It. Uh, I, I'm enjoying it. The texture—it's—it's it's got a very unique texture. You would never—I've never gotten something like this at a uh, at a restaurant or a soda fountain for sure but it's good it's got the chocolate i'm getting chunks every once in a while right you chunks of the chocolate
1: it. i like that kind mm-hmm. of mm mm-hmm. but next time we'll make it smoother
0: yeah it is a little coarse but i don't mind i like the i like the texture cool. what well, was my first time first time ever with the the ninja yes which has 85 moving parts that you need to figure out and it looked very complicated so i commend you for figuring it out and making it work i watched
1: a couple <laughs> times first <laughs>
0: All right, so today, do you want to talk about (laughs) Dustin's birth? Is that the story you'd like to share?
1: I I don't know if we want to go there. No. I I think I'd rather talk about the interactions between you and I.
0: That sounds like an excellent topic. I'm okay with that.
1: And, like, aside from spending the night here and being friends with Dustin, the more, like, when you guys got into middle school Mm -hmm. and...
0: Mm Mm-hmm. We had a working relationship at times. Yes. So where do we begin? Should we start with Virtual Soap then? Was that the first play that you remember? That was the first play I ever had anything to do with, and I was too shy to do plays, and I wasn't even going to audition for this, if you remember correctly. You sort of, I don't want to say bullied me into it, (laughs) but you you made me audition for this show. What was my condition? I can't even remember. It wasn't one. It was, you're going to audition for this because you're here. I was hanging around... With, with Dustin, Dustin after school, and you were directing, and uh, we were—I was sitting around waiting for him to finish, and I was in the room with everyone auditioning, and you weren't going to let me get out of there because you were perfect for that role. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it was—it was the automaton?
0: They were—they were holograms. So the show, to refresh our memory, and anyone listening who definitely has never heard of this show, no one except for us and the cast well, has heard of it. First,
1: let me explain about my selections, usually for the non-musical play. We would do a musical, and then we'd do a non-musical. And this was 5th through 8th graders. And the musical was always something very big and, you know, not necessarily a serious subject but serious to put together and Mm. perform and so I just looked for often the silliest easiest thing
0: that I thought the kids would have the most fun with right that's funny because the musical you're right it's it's all the parents are very very much into it and they want to make sure their kid has a good role and it's almost a prestige thing but the straight plays every single one that you were involved with is like a really it's a farce yes very good so how did you even find virtual soap I would get um, all the playhouses
1: would send out titles okay to look at and I would just go through and check out a couple of the ones that had interesting scenarios Mm -hmm. and I would usually get a two or three to review unless I knew I found the right thing like the year before you I think I'm sure when we did um, a midsummer night's midterm
0: yes yes and that's just yeah that screams uh, do this it's fun yes so are these plays when they when they advertise them to you this way is it is it aged for is it targeted at middle school performers <laughs>
1: Sometimes you get ones that are like that, mm-hmm. you know, where they'll send out just for the specific age group and then others, it's just everything, uh, yeah, it. like their whole
0: okay gotcha. catalog. So you saw this description that says, uh, college students uh, perform soap operas with holograms. I can see why you would pick that. That's got, <laughs> that's got a great synopsis. Was that the same year we did Starmites? I, it was either Starmites or um, Oliver. I can't, I'm not sure which one. Well, one
1: followed the other right. then. Right. Either way, mm-hmm. <laughs> we did Starmites the next year after Oliver. Right. So.
0: If it was Starmites, then you had there was an entire year of this weird sci-fi, uh, sort of goofy stuff going on in the plays. It was a fun play, too, because the ensemble cast, they all had these really kooky roles. Every single, it was a big ensemble, and there were a lot of strong character uh, parts. And a lot of strong players in it, mm-hmm. too. So we, we
1: had a great group that year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, now I'm thinking about it. That show really did showcase a lot of, um, you got Rob Queso, you have Joy Brown, you have Sebastian was in the there. The
1: Mushmen are ablaze.
0: <laughs> that was an excellent cast. So, that was my memory of auditioning. I was just hanging around, would never in a million years do that. I was a chronically shy uh, child, and you just said, get up and read for this part. And I didn't want to, but you you made me do it. And the reading, the actual piece everyone was auditioning with was the part that Logan ended up with, which is the the bipolar, split personality, uh, Jewel Thief. Oh, Right! <laughs> There's a character who runs around in the play. I think he's
1: one of the holograms. Now, he was the only kid that I could actually watch wrestle. Okay. Because he had, he made it look like a dance, and he had these limbs that were like a snake. It was like he never looked like he was in an uncomfortable position. Interesting. So I could watch him. Okay.
0: I would argue that he was the strongest... Uh, player in that show because his role, as written, it was just two personalities, kind of like a Gollum-Schmeagol type thing (laughs) where he's talking to himself and having conversations with himself. That's just how it's written. But he came up with this idea. I assume it was him. Maybe it was uh, you or Beth gave him this suggestion. He did one of these personalities as himself, his own voice, and he did the other with a kooky French accent. That was Logan. Yeah. Yep. I always like to
1: let the let the kids come up with their own interpretations as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was that was the fun part, you know, just seeing what seeing they all came up minds. with. And right. most of the time, you guys like you would be totally goofing off <laughs> and thinking right. you were driving me crazy, and I'd be, oh, keep that. You'd be like, who me? <laughs> like, yeah, what you just did, keep that. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. <laughs> I also remember I missed a cue once. Because I was, I was goofing off. I wasn't where I was <laughs> supposed to be. And you you, you gave me a talking to after. Like, I'm pretty serious. And it uh, set me in line. Because having known you all the years prior, I wasn't expecting that from you. And it uh, set me straight. I never missed a cue after <laughs> <laughs> in any productions afterwards. I was
1: on my broomstick that <laughs> night, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, I blew the cue. It was... Uh, there were a few times in that show where everyone would go off stage, lights would go down, and then my character would come out. I was sort of the uh, the lead hologram, yep, who be- slowly becomes sentient over the course of the play. You were the data of the bunch, yes, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I would come out on stage and like go read a book and try to you know build my intelligence and <laughs> or whatever whatever was going on. I was learning, yeah, sort of right, okay, and uh, that was the cue that I missed it was like lights out and the act is almost over and then I'm supposed to be ready in the wings and I was nowhere I wasn't even in the theater at that moment I don't think
1: yeah I kind of remember going where's Tyler (laughs) oh
0: wow I probably heard that through two walls and booked it on stage But (laughs) That play uh, definitely set me on a course. You forcing me to do that audition, I would argue, is the reason I'm sitting here with this microphone, to some level. I'm honored. Because I was way, I would never, the version of me, that was in sixth grade, so prior to that, I would have never wanted the attention or to be out there in this way. And it turned out to be one of the most fun, it was the most fun I had up till that point, for sure, and it's a defining experience in my life and of that year.
1: Glad to hear it because so. that's that's why I did it for just things like that. That's the, you know, it was fun. It's creative. It's what I had my training in. But to hear that kind that's of thing, movie. to make a difference um, with the kids, is more gratifying than anything I could ever imagine. And it was a great, great group of kids. The whole time. I miss it sometimes. Yeah. I miss it a lot sometimes. you go back? It's not too late. Uh, maybe. We've worked together since then.
0: Absolutely. Is that where we're headed next? I'm trying to think if there's really anything in between. There's the, um, uh, the Godspell, the still-in-progress Godspell choral review that you always dreamed of doing.
1: Yes, I still would love to...
0: Did any of the projects get completed? I know you, did you recruit other, um other people to i work got
1: people that. who said they were interested but nobody really we never really committed to it so it's it's a lot of research and I guess I've got to just buckle down and do it and then say hey Tyler here's this mm-hmm. piece let's because I have that's an incomplete
0: um, animation You still have that Oh yeah, yeah I have Did I ever show you that? It got a further than the I had a storyboard That I turned into like an animatic And then there's some completed animation for I, I did I, see I, I hope I showed you that Yeah, I it's, did it's see like it. A
1: And we had quarter of the way done. Libby Lucy doing the vocals mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah So that's still That's still, that's still in my there. head good. That's still in my head And I'm glad you brought that up Because <laughs> I was going to as well That's Maybe we can revive that. I think so.
0: I hope so. Because that you, your your vision is what exactly for that.
1: Well, I guess it was it was one of the student production, student directed productions of Godspell. There mm. were two in my time with uh, New Hope Solbury right. School District um, that were student directed in the high school mask and Zany uh, under Melanie Pittner's supervision. Mm. Um, And I realized that a lot of the lyrics were from the Jewish prayers. And, well, it's all the Gospel of Matthew, so I started doing research. And I believe that in all traditions, there are equivalent prayers. So my vision is like a multimedia choral review that illustrates all the different sources of prayer Mm -hmm. that go along with those and some other fun things like animation and puppet show. Yes, yes. For those few songs that aren't actually taken right from... Matthew.
0: Right, right, and that's what that's what we were working on. The um, learn your lessons, and what is the other one? The one All for the to? best. All for the best. Yeah, those are both like fun, kind of jumpy songs that lend themselves to that kind of puppetry and and cartooniness. Yes. So yeah, we'll definitely have to send me the here's turn. I'll send it. Yeah, I'll send you what I have because I've lost in
1: various probably three or four computers ago. <laughs> The last one just flew out of my hand on the stairs. The
0: whole computer
1: just gone? Yeah. Yep.
0: It happens, <laughs> I suppose. to the best of us.
1: It happens to me a lot. It's amazing that I never dropped a kid off the edge of the stage or anything.
0: <laughs> that we know of.
1: No, I promise mm-hmm. I didn't. But when I was playing Peter Pan in high school, when I was 15 years old, they almost dropped me. So they had the,
0: is there, was there a catwalk they were supporting you from?
1: No, they had a, um, like a track, mm-hmm. and they went to Andrew's Air Force Base and got a parachute harness that they had to cut down and bolt together to make small enough. And the bolts were on my collarbone <laughs> and the inside of my thighs, <laughs> And in the back there was a big, like... O-hook. Mm-hmm. And um, so when it was time to fly, there was a big heavy rope with a big S-hook on it. And it would come, and I'd hook that, and they'd lift me up. And then there was another S-hook, little one, on a small string that I'd clip in. Mm -hmm. And that will hold me steady. And they were lines on wires on either side of my hips that they could pull (laughs) me back. So
0: there's two people on either in either wing that are tugging you back and forth.
1: And so when I get when they pull me up and I get that little S hook (laughs) hooked, I would turn stage right Mm -hmm. and nod. Yes, I'm hooked. You can, you don't have to hold that hold me up with that big rope anymore Um, I'm steady just pull me back and forth so I get up there and I hear she's not hooked she's not I mean it was perfect I clipped it in I turned I nodded she's not hooked she's not hooked (laughs) they pull on the rope it unhooks but they forget that they have to keep tension on that rope Uh and I start falling and I reach up and grab that little S hook and I'm singing away I, I can't sing
0: so, what are you saying? They cast you as Peter because of your size, not your, your voice. And the director really loved me. Okay, my man, Vaughn
1: Gary Jr., who I just found out recently was alive. That was like a miracle. Oh, I thought great. rumors for like 20 years that he had passed wow. away, and I actually even got to talk to him, and that was Oh, crazy. that's cool. Yep, yeah. but uh, they finally figured out that they had better put tension back on that <laughs> rope and pull me back up. And everything was okay. I think my mother almost had a heart attack in the audience. For her, that that
0: was like watching wrestling. That was her equivalent, I suppose. (laughs) She didn't have to worry about But I think worse than
1: that was before when we were doing the prime of Miss Jean Brody in the second act, the curtain opened and I didn't have any clothes on. (laughs) But it was my back and I was draped, honestly. This was 1975, okay, in um, a school where you'd walk down the hall behind the vice principal. We had vice principals then. Mm -hmm. In the little vestibule, the kids were sitting in a circle passing a pipe of marijuana around, and the principal turns them and says, kids... You know school isn't the place for that. Take it outside, please. Okay, so... So it was a hip and happening yeah, hippie school. a little
0: nudity in the prime of Miss Jean Brody is not something that, that anybody's too worried about. Yeah, and it was about time.
1: five seconds and I was off the stage and then back on, fully
0: <laughs> covered. All right, so yes. we're, we're, we're at Godspell. Godspell, that which is in cover.
1: development. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, the odd couple. (laughs) That was so much fun.
0: So, how did you get involved in this?
1: So, I got involved from Beth Chakusky, Beth Walker, Mm -hmm. um, my dear friend and cohort in crime with the shows from Oliver Forward. Mm -hmm. Um, She had uh, been doing the Dancing with the Stars in New Hope with. Her Melman, and John Dwyer. And their little theater company was putting on a production of The Odd Couple. And she suggested me for the director.
0: Had they done any productions other than Dancing with the Stars? No. So their company existed just for those, which had been an ongoing thing for a while at this point.
1: Yes. And I think they had one more after. And I don't think they've done it since then.
0: Yeah, I haven't heard anything and about it. And
1: Cockamamie's is closing too, yes. or has closed, which is really sad. But anyway, they were a blast to work with. And it was John and Herb doing Felix and Oscar. <laughs>
0: which is perfect.
1: Perfect. And of the whole cast, only two had ever been in a play before. And we had our New Hope Mayor... and our chief of fire police (laughs) and the uh, president of the business association the chamber of commerce
0: Commerce.
1: and it was great fun
0: yeah it was phenomenal like just the whole the whole spirit of it was great because all these adult actors who actors had never acted before and they all play prominent roles in in the town Right. So it was kind of neat just to see everybody get together to do that to begin with.
1: And they were all so cooperative and and very talented. Yeah. Surprisingly it so. Off. It was a good show. And you were my stage manager. Mm-hmm. And as I recall, there was um, a member of the audience one night who had been stage manager for that show on Broadway mm-hmm. and complimented you highly on the job that. that you did because it is a super, super hard show to run.
0: <laughs> it's just, there's a lot of, this, luckily the set, it's one set. But there is a lot of like stuff going on and changing and all that.
1: And very so. specific things that have to be in exactly. very specific places. Exactly.
0: You have to worry about like, a jar of peanuts. Things that you might not usually have to worry about. Card deck. Mm-hmm. An ashtray mm-hmm. with
1: a certain amount of cigarettes. Right.
0: In this scene, there's none in it. In this scene, it's overflowing and all, all of this stuff. So it was, it was a lot of fun. I got that call from you. Uh, I don't know what stage. You were just beginning production. And I you, think so. Yeah, because yeah, I remember the first rehearsal that I went to was here. It was oh, at your house. It was so dark. <laughs> <laughs> it was just Herb and John and you, I believe. Half rehearsal, half pre-production meeting, I suppose. But uh, that was a great show, and there were a lot of challenges for you as a director because um, Phil was not there until... The week before or the day before. It was something yes. really short. He couldn't be at rehearsals.
1: That, I, I, that was one of the times where I was very nasty to somebody. <laughs> and I will feel bad about it for the rest of my life. And I will not repeat what I said to him. But it was bad.
0: Well, he he was very clever later because he ended up hiding his lines.
1: After that oh, night. Is that what it was? He, he After stayed late and
0: his lines out. There. <laughs> which character was he I can never remember he, he you know, was
1: um, oh gosh their names
0: I know Speed that was that was Larry I believe was Speed
1: yep Larry was Speed I can't remember their names either I, I wish no was I should have had my hands officer? on the his... yes. script yes yes he was the, op- the police officer I have no idea oh and he was in the show too that character mm-hmm. was always in the show mm-hmm. but
0: yeah, he I was can't. that guy, and he, out of all of the boys, out of all of the friends that aren't Felix and Oscar, is up and about. He's, like, all over the set, so... Right,
1: and he had his lines on little cards <laughs> placed all over the set. <laughs> that was He goes to the brilliant. bar to make
0: a drink. His lines for that scene are there. It was, it was, yeah, it was very well organized, and he pulled it off.
1: thing is, yeah, I think it was dress
0: rehearsal when he finally showed yep. up.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: In a less than ideal way to uh, put on a show, but... It all worked out. You got what was it? Two it performances? always does.
1: It's a mystery. It yes, it two. was two performances,
0: and they were both good. They were both solid. I and Joey did the past sound. Past. Yeah, that's right. And Spencer put a little group together. Mm-hmm. To they add were some music. That was really cool. Though, when that came together, it was opening night. I think. Yeah, hearing that live up front was really neat.
1: Well, that was one of the most fun shows I've ever done. Yeah, yeah.
0: have you been involved in anything like that since then? Like a little sort of community? I
1: stage managed for a production of Dark at the Top of the Stairs at Town and Country mm-hmm. um, for a wonderful director named Kate Fishman, who mm-hmm. now very good friends with, right. and uh, that was a lot of fun too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Great cast. Um, just a wonderful director. Very, the whole thing was very easy, and it was such a collaborative effort. And there were, uh, there was a ten-year-old, there were four teenagers, really? and there were adults, and nobody had any ego ego issues.
0: That's great.
1: And it was just a very, very cooperative, supportive environment. Do I they put on shows lot. regularly? Town and country yeah. all year oh, okay. long. Con,
0: okay. Awesome. Where does that press So we're all caught up to the Odd Couple. We haven't really worked on anything.
1: Nope. But we're going to get back to
0: Godspell. <laughs> this would be this podcast right now would be the next, the next thing on that list. It seems we haven't we haven't, except for Godspell, which is now ongoing and reactivated. It sounds like it sounds like the gears are turning again.
1: Yes, I've I've got though a bunch of projects though to do. I want to start getting um learning how to how to get a play produced and oh, okay. and published because Jill's husband Peter uh just got quite a bit of acclaim for a play that he's written called Kafka in Tel Aviv. He won the uh National Award for Writing of a New Play f- at the American College Theater Festival run by the Kennedy Center. Mm-hmm. Um I th- I think he also won for directing. His actor won for acting wow. that played Kafka. Good. And the dramaturg won for her translation of Kafka's unpublished works. And it's an amazing show. I want to work on that with Jill. Yeah. Um, Joey and I and Beth have a musical in mind that we're working on, which. Maybe another time when it's more developed, I'll share with you. Yeah,
0: we'll talk about that later, yeah. Awesome. To tantalize you. you. And then
1: Spencer's (laughs) got a project that he's working on. Yeah, we can't talk
0: about Top Secret.
1: Top Secret for now. Mm -hmm. Um, But that will be revealed probably in another month. Okay. For sure. All right. But that's going forward.
0: That's going to be really cool. I know what that is, but I can't say anything. Maybe in a month, I need to talk to Spencer on here.
1: Yes. So, here we go. And that'll be three of four of us down. Yep.
0: Yeah. You only yeah.
1: need two more.
0: I've almost com- completed my checklist. I'll be there very excited go. when that
1: happens. <laughs> I'm sure we can make that happen for um, you. Yep. And we will, we will continue step-by-step step on God's Bell. I do think it's a good idea, and I think um, if I can get the right group of people together working mm-hmm. on it... Yeah, you pull it off. Yeah. For sure. Maybe we can take it to the Playhouse.
0: Maybe. Now that the Playhouse, when you started that project, the Playhouse was in disrepair. Yeah. And now it's revitalized. So, good timing. And we have connections there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that'll do it. All right. We can wrap it up there. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you. Uh, I'm Tyler Mertens. I'm Wendy Blevins. And that was The The Shakedown. The Shakedown.